There you go. It's, it's hot in here is the, name of that, uh, is the name of that video. Hey, so tonight we wanted to take a few minutes just to talk about sex, okay? And we don't, uh, Susan gave us all of 20 minutes, so we're going to race. Um, and, and here, I just want to start here by saying that I know there's some of you in the room that would say, you know, this is, uh, all, this is immediately uncomfortable because we're not at a place where we uh, could have sex right now. Okay, and I, I want to let you know that I, I know you are out there, and this is not an attempt to, to get you to go home tonight and have sex. Okay, it's not. Uh, and so you don't have to feel any pressure, and no one is to use anything that's said tonight in a manipulative way. Okay, uh, but it is a healthy part of a God-honoring Christian marriage. A good sex life is part of a good uh, marriage. And so it absolutely is something that we would talk about uh, as Christians and not something uh, that we'd shy away from. So, okay? um, so what we wanted to do just in our, in our brief time is give you uh, five tips for guys, five tips for gals uh, to have uh, on how to have a great sex life. Okay, So just five. Uh, we don't have long, but here, guys, um, the first for you. Very simply, uh, become a great and godly husband, okay? Become a great and godly husband. And when we think about sex tips, um, probably a lot of us are thinking, man, like, let's talk about, you know, some book with 52 sex positions that we can look at uh, every week or something like that. And I, I don't know if that book exists. I don't know that I'd recommend it. Um, but we tend to start with something that we think will be much easier. We think uh, something that's more of an immediate fix when it comes especially to this area. We go looking for uh, something that very quickly can give us uh, a spark, give us uh, something else. And the answer, the answer uh, to whatever ails us in our, in our sex life uh, is our walk with Christ. Okay, Pam will talk about seeing it from a biblical point of view, um, but it's also about living out our faith. In Philippians 2, 3, and 4, which shows up a couple times in your curriculum, to do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but to consider others as more important to, to yourself. And do nothing, but in humility, consider others more important than yourself. And so even, even the, the way we have sex as Christians, right, would honor, would honor God, and that doesn't, you know, I don't know. It doesn't mean like having worship music, you know, in the background. Um, but the way, the way that we love each other, the way that we serve, the way that we communicate um, and are honest um, should honor God. And so we work on our relationship with Christ and we work on our relationship with our spouse and we become, guys, we become great godly husbands. So the best sex a woman will ever have uh, is from a, a man who loves and cares for her deeply, not who knows uh, some special tricks that he picked up along the way. It's always from a man that she feels deeply loved uh, by and cared, uh, cared for. That's the first. Yeah. And so, women, the first one for us is just to make sure that we have a biblical view of sex, like John talked about. Um, and so I know, and you know, everybody sitting in here, it's really distorted in the world. Um, you know, just the world, the media from stuff in your past, maybe stuff even currently in your marriage, that sex is just distorted and messed up from God, what God originally intended it to be. Um, but a biblical view would be that God created it for a husband and wife to be enjoyed. Psalm, um, Song of Solomon 5, one says, drink deeply, O lovers, drink your fill. And he's talking about a husband and wife enjoying sex because he gave it to him as a gift. And so just seeing it that way, not as something dirty, but as a gift from the Lord. And so there's a great way to look at it. You can be, um, sex can be a thermo- or a th- 
a thermometer in your marriage so you can look at it. And it really does give an indication, as John talked about, of the rest of your relationship. If sex is going well, oftentimes the rest is going pretty well. Uh, But it can also be a thermostat, and oftentimes the world makes too much of it. The church goes the other way and makes too little. But there's just kind of a balancing act there, kind of a happy medium between those two. That, just like a thermostat, can kind of change the temperature of your house. Intimacy together really can't, does have a big impact on your communication, on your spiritual oneness. Just the way that you interact with each other can be affected by your sex. That's great. That's great. And I think we've, you know, um, I, that's part of the growth. I think for us, mm-hmm. uh, early on, we just saw sex as something different than the rest of our relationship. And I think as we've grown um, and, you know, been married almost 20 years, we see it. And that's, that's absolutely part of it. It's not the thing. It's not the thing. Uh, the world would say that's the, that's the case. But it is an important part uh, of our relationship, and they're not somehow disconnected. And, um, and so that's been growth for us, and a lot of couples will kind of share that story, that they made too much or too little of it uh, early on in their marriage. And then they came to see it as a really important part, um, not minimized or not maximized uh, in their relationship. Okay? So the second one, uh, guys, is just to pursue purity. Okay, pursue purity. In Job uh, 31, 1, Job said, I have made a covenant with you know, my eyes not to look lustfully on a woman. And so that, that includes, obviously, physically, you know, uh, women that were around, women in the workplace, women when we're out, uh, out and about, and, and definitely um, pornography. You know, anything that is uh, not your wife that is stimulating you um, is out of bounds. Okay, and God, God wants you to have eyes for your wife. Your wife, once you are married, is your new standard of beauty. You wonder what is what, what is uh, what is beauty? What is uh, perfection? It's the woman you're sitting next to, and there is no quest for something else outside. It's uh, to enjoy God's daughter that He gave you, and so if we free ourselves from that, it frees us to. Uh, to love, uh, to love our spouse, and you, that that would also go along with uh, masturbation, which I love. Just Kyle was up here uh, last week, being incredibly honest, you know, and he just said, "Man, there was a point in my marriage where I would just look at porn and masturbate, and I thought, man, I don't need you anymore." You know, uh, that's easy. That's a really lazy way uh, out. And uh, and Scripture will call us over and over again to to flee sexual immorality and also to be self control. Okay, so in this area, we want to we want to. Uh, pursue purity, run away uh, from lust, and instead of kind of, you know, using our best energies to try to sneak around late at night or at the workplace uh, to look at or indulge in pornography, spend those same energies, spend that same creativity uh, loving our spouse. Yeah, so the second one for us women is just to pursue a correct image of our body. And so, again, the world and where we live has just really messed this up. And so we know all over the Bible, Psalm 139, um, in the first chapter of Genesis, um, that God created something that was good when he created man and woman. Um, Psalm 139 says, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And so a lot of us um, have stuff in our past that makes it really hard to have a correct Um, and biblical image of our body. Um, But just you owe it to your husband um, or your wife, guys, um, just to seek help if there's hurt in that area. And so we know um, the statistics are really high for sexual abuse. Um, Like one in every three to four um, women are are victims of childhood sexual abuse, Mm -hmm. one in every six men. Um, And so if that's something that happened, um, definitely that's distorting the view of your body and it's distorting the view of sex. And so there's a ministry here um, for men called MEND and for women um, called Shelter from the Storm. It's a confidential ministry, uh, but that's just a way that you can go to seek 
help and healing. We've seen friends, I mean, close friends that have that in their past, and they would say now they have a great, enjoyable sex life. The Mm -hmm. woman would say, I realize that my body is good. It's for my husband's enjoyment. It's to glorify the Lord with, and um, they have a correct image of their body. And so I would just continue um, to encourage us as women just to memorize scripture, um, just meditate on Psalm 139, 14. Um, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. That's good. And guys, we have something to, to do with that, right? We don't ever compare uh, our wives uh, to, to someone else or send these subtle hints like, God, if you just look like that, or if you would just lose a couple pounds, or you would, uh, you know, all these kind of things. Um, and you have a lot to do with the way uh, that she views herself and the way that she feels uh, viewed by God, okay? So number three, guys, is just to pursue her both emotionally and physically, not just sexually, okay? And so um, it, since the beginning of time, uh, guys uh, oftentimes have been uh, emotionally disengaged until the act of sex, and then suddenly they're incredibly interested and incredibly attentive, and they want to know how she's doing, and they're really caring, right? Just out of nowhere, the, the Neanderthal becomes, you know, this uh, incredible uh, ro- romance uh, guy. And um, great sex comes out of a relationship where uh, there is an emotional intimacy, not just physical intimacy, okay? And that, that uh, she feels connected, she feels safe. She knows you, she feels known, she feels totally uh, accepted. And we tend to want to work on the sex and the act of, and that absolutely plays a part, okay? The same thing uh, is to pursue her physically, not just sexually, okay? And this is one that I'm still growing in. And one time, uh, Pam and I took a kind of a, a test, a marriage test, and we got the results back. We're sitting down and we're looking at them. And the, and the question was, physical touch leads to sex. And you would like either say, I strongly disagree would be like a one, five would be strongly agree. And so I think I put like two and Pam put five. And so we got the results back and um, I said, oh, you must have misunderstood the question. Because <laughs> what the question's saying is like, when I touch you, I want to have sex. And she goes, I, I understood exactly what the question was. <laughs> And I remember it just, you know, there's that line from Christmas Vacation, you know, where Chevy Chase says, if I woke up tomorrow with my head stapled to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised. Like, I, I was shocked. I said, like, you, do you really feel that way? She goes, ah, I kind of I do. And I thought, man, what a, what a bummer. You know, I, that, that would be terrible to, to, to wince when you're touched because you, you think that uh, it's always leading uh, to something. And so it's something that I've had to grow in. I think I'm doing better. I don't know that I'd give myself, uh, I don't know what you'd put, if you'd, if you'd put a one, I'm doing great. Uh, maybe a two, maybe a two. It's hard, right? Uh, it's, I mean, it's hard to give your wife a massage and just leave it at that, man. That's rough. That's rough. Uh, but that says, that says a lot, okay? So I brought a slide just to help us uh, think to um, not, to help us decouple or just uh, the over-fascination with just uh, climax, with just kind of the orgasm, and help us think through. That's, that's crazy. I can't read that from here. There's no way, unless you're superhuman in the back, you can read that. But um, let me tell you some of the categories, okay? Um, so the apex is the bottom right. This is from uh, McCluskey. It's, it's called his love-making cycle, and I think it's, it's just been helpful for us. It's helpful for uh, a lot of folks. So apex is, um, that's kind of the, the climax. So that's a focus on pleasure building, um, you know, the abandonment to love making surrender of control, right? So that's the thing that we normally think of when we think of sex. Um, 
but before that is uh, the atmosphere. So that's the intimate marriage. Um, there is uh, it's privacy, there's energy, there's time, anticipation, all those kind of things, uh, and mutual consent. So there's an atmosphere in the relationship. Then before the actual act of sex is arousal. So that's playful vulnerability, mutual exploration, attentive to, to the senses, uh, letting passion build. So this idea of not just showing up, right, guys, and going, hey, you feel lucky, you know, <laughs> kind of deal. Like we can, we can, we can start a little uh, before that and we can do a little better uh, than that would be the arousal. Uh, and then afterglow um, is just kind of, you know, what, what you do after the fact, the affirmation and reflecting and basking and, and feedback and those kind of things, right? Uh, a funny story, one time we showed this and when there was a typo and it said afterflow uh, up there, <laughs> which is really funny. We read that. I was like, well, I, I guess it's that too. Uh, <laughs> but um, so and I think, guys, especially since I'm talking to you right now, um, you know, don't ask me how I know. I just know that there is a definitive amount of time that needs to elapse after you uh, have had sex um, before you can pick up a remote or pick up your laptop or cell phone, okay? Uh, don't ask me how I know. I just know there's a, there's a time that needs to elapse, and, uh, and, and you will know uh, as well, okay? And it just communicates something uh, that you don't want to communicate when you roll out of bed and say, hey, hey, thanks, I can still catch the game, right? Uh, that's a, you didn't communicate what you wanted to communicate. So think about these categories and don't just have this crazy focus on just the orgasm, uh, guys. That will, be, that will be one of the things you can absolutely do uh, to improve your sex life, okay? Yeah. you have any other so, thoughts on that? Um, no, I'm glad the typo got fixed. That's it. Yes, yes. Okay. Spell check is a good thing. Yes, yeah. it is a All good right. thing. All right. Um, so keep moving along. The next one, um, just for women to pursue our husbands. Um, and so just as John talked about in the beginning, we understand that there are some women in here who the thought of having sex and just it's not, you're not at a place where that's um, going to happen right now. Um, but just to take some kind of step, and that's what we would encourage y'all to leave with. We're not saying go home and have yeah. sex. It's take good. one step. And John will talk more about this, but just take one step toward it. So just women, think about what would one tiny step or maybe a big step be that where you could pursue your husband. Um, and so just to initiate, we think oftentimes um, that the men are the one who it's all, they're always thinking about. It's always their idea to have sex, um, which just as a side note, that's not always the case. There's actually probably in the 20%, maybe in close to it's 30, high, it's, higher. it's even yeah. higher than that. And mm-hmm. above 30 of women who have a higher sex drive than their husbands. And so if that's you and you're thinking something's wrong, there's not, it's just becomes a communication issue. Someone's going to have more sex than they would probably ultimately want. And someone's going to have less. And so it just becomes a communication issue like so many other areas. Um, but just to initiate. And, you know, if, if he does have a higher sex drive, then think, you know, make sure it's my idea sometimes. I ask the girls in my community group, ask me if I've initiated sex recently, if I always wait for John. And so just being disciplined to think about, to build anticipation, send, send texts during the day, um, just kind of think creatively. Um, and just, just think about that we, because of the design of sex and marriage, we are the only ones that he is allowed to, as, as a follower of Christ, think about, fantasize about, have sex with. And so we are his outlet. And so just to think about it that way, um, in, a, in a good way, that that's how we want to pursue and initiate with him. Um, John put it great just a few years ago, just made me really realize the importance of this. Um, women saying no to our husband sexually would be like them saying, you know, no, I don't want to sit and talk on the couch with you. You know, like just saying, 
yeah, no, I don't want to have any conversation. Um, so us just saying, no, you know, we're not going to go there, kind of feels the same way. So think about how that would make you feel, and that's the way it makes our husbands feel. So just encourage us to just pursue our husbands, whatever that looks like where you are. That's good. That's good. So we'll move pretty quick here, but um, the fourth one, guys, is just to practice romance and creativity. Okay, so back back on some of this stuff here. But think about what, what creative kind of, you know, experience or how, how would you romance your wife? Do, and quite honestly, you know, the, uh, John, Jesus gave the charge to the church in Ephesus, do the things you did at first, <laughs> right? He'd be like, what would it be to be romantic? What would it be to be creative? Just do the same stuff uh, you did to, to woo her, to get her to say yes. And, uh, and just pull, pull some of those uh, pages out, right? And just do, do things that would be creative. And so uh, for me, you know, I, um, I've kind of got a schedule. Sometimes there, there's some spontaneity that comes to it. But I've just said, hey, once a month, we're going to go do something really fun and uh this year and so we've done we've done a ton of fun things uh this year we most recently we did a uh, segway tour of of dallas we had never been on segway which is hilarious uh this was this woman's uh, very first ever uh tour she'd ever given and i mean i cannot tell you how much we laughed and so she didn't know to tell us to go slow and she goes off this um, this field <laughs> just flying, and I fell off. I mean, went over. No one falls off a Segway. I fell off uh, a Segway right by the road, and people were honking, you know, and I got up. I was like, yeah, and, and she was giving us a tour of down, like, the Founders Palace. Yeah, apparently, did y'all know Robert E. Lee was a governor um, and is buried in Dallas, <laughs> she, told, she tells us, so. like, yeah, Robert E. Lee's buried over yeah. there. Did like, y'all know right? that? I, yeah. Man, we laughed. We laughed so hard. Just some of the stuff she said. She had no, she had no idea. Uh, <laughs> um, but it was, uh, you know, I just surprised her and I just said, hey, I've got, you know, clear, clear your calendar for these three hours. We'll go do something fun. And, uh, and so it wasn't, it wasn't hard, you know, just get the group on and uh, call them up. Um, uh, always looking for a deal. But just something, guys, to, to be creative and connect uh, with your wife. And then also just romantically, okay? And then, and then in, the, in the bedroom. Um, again, yeah, I think we can do more than, uh, than we are with that. Yep. Um, and so women, the fourth thing that we're his protection in this area, we're our husband's protection. It's the way God designed us as that helper suitable um, when we hear about roles and we talk about that in the curriculum. Um, so John, you know, has talked about, and here we, we lay it on really thick to the guys, like you're not allowed to look at any other woman. And so when they do, when they indulge in pornography or they think lustfully um, about a woman, it's their sin. But as their partner, um, we can help be their protection. So being available, striving to look good for your husband, not for any other reason, not because what the world thinks, but just because you want to look good for your husband. All those things help be his protection. Um, And so that's one of our roles. That's good. And guys, we should try to look good as well. A lot of us have let ourselves go since she said yes. And, uh, and it's not right to hold her to that standard, right? And just kind of keep pounding the donuts and watching Sports Center. Um, we, can, uh, we can do better, okay? Uh, so number five, guys, is just to ask your, uh, your wife about her desires, right? And so oftentimes we, want it, we focus on ourselves, right? And what we want, and instead, we, Jesus always flipped the tables on this. And so we don't think about ourselves first reflexively. We think about others. So, hey, babe, how are we doing? 
You know, if we were going to take one step towards oneness in this area, what, what would that look like? What could I do? Do you feel safe? What, you know, what's your biggest frustration? Uh, what would be something really fun to you uh, to do or a setting or something like that? What would be an environment? Okay, tell me about that. Uh, rather than trying to get her to do the things that you want to do. And I think, guys, if we're honest, a lot of times the, we get so wrapped around the axle because she won't do some of the things that we want her to do or we're trying to push her. If we're just dead honest, it's... Um, we didn't get those ideas um, from God, right? We got them uh, oftentimes from pornography or things we heard, right? So it wasn't as if we were reading the book of Romans, you know, in our quiet time, and you go, man, that, that would be so fun to do. I was, I was praying, and you came home, right? It's, it's, it's something that you saw elsewhere, and you're trying to push that on her, uh, and that's just wrong, okay? It's just wrong. You've committed adultery with your eyes somewhere else, and then you would put that uh, on her, Okay, and enjoy, enjoy whatever it is that your wife feels comfortable with and quit trying to push uh, everything on her. Love her like crazy. My guess is she'll feel more free, right? And then ask her, ask her, what would it look like um, to pursue you better in this area? Yeah, and I would say this is a big growth area for us as well. John just does a really great job. Um, or he's just grown and just, hey, you know, what do you desire in this area? And just asking me questions. And then I would just say um, to this last point, so women, same thing, just ask our husbands what he desires, um, that I've just been able to grow and ask that. And then tables turn, be able to share what, what I desire as well. And so um, you both, you, you know, you know, you want to hear from each other. You know, he wants to hear from you. You want to hear from him. Um, and so women, um, it's not selfish. I think I used to think or kind of feel that it was selfish to communicate my desires. And so women just to know, to know what we desire and communicate that with our husbands and then um, to communicate and to hear from him as well. And so both of those last two points, just seeking that Philippians 2 to serve each other. Yeah, that's good. So uh, just in closing, again, this is, none of this is ammunition tonight to go home and have a fight about, okay, or to say, Man, they told us up at the church that you have to have sex with me. If you heard that, you heard, you, you didn't hear that from me, okay? Uh, and nothing in here is to be used as a weapon. Everything in here is information uh, to serve, okay? It's information to be used uh, how to serve. And so that should be the posture in which you heard anything tonight, okay? So a, a normal, healthy, uh, a normal, a healthy uh, couple that's moving towards oneness, they should be able to talk about their sex life without getting angry, frustrated, petty, selfish, okay? That's not where you are right now. It's okay. You just want to talk about what would it look like to get there. Like, what's one thing we could do if we're going to take a step, which may not even include having sex, what's one thing we could do? Okay, what's one thing we could do? Um, and so just in closing, when Pam and I were all of 22 years old, we were doing our premarital counseling Oh, this couple, we, we, didn't, we didn't emerge as over here uh, on Wednesday nights. Amazing premarital ministry. We didn't have anything like that. And so we went and found this couple that was the godliest couple that we knew and went and just said, hey, can you help us prepare for marriage? And they was like, premarital counseling, is that what you're asking for? We guess. We don't know. Uh, will you tell us what you know about marriage? And so, they, I mean, just taught us some great things. That Looking back, we weren't even smart enough to understand the wisdom we were getting. And so we walk in there one night and they're talking about, it became very apparent they're going to talk to us about sex, this couple. And so time, you know, we're 22, they are like 50, they're high 50s, and this guy, if I just showed you a picture, you know exactly what I'm talking about. He just kind of looks 20 years older than he is. And so he says, hey, John, why don't we go, go for a walk and uh, 
we'll call her Susan. Susan and Pam go sit by the pool talking about the birds and the bees. And so I'm talking around this guy that looks like 75. I'm 22. We're talking about sex. And he's being like, I, I wonder, like, hindsight, I wonder if he was messing with me because he was crazy uh, detailed. And he's going, yeah, the vaginal moistening and all this kind of stuff. You know? and I was like, so imagine, imagine having that conversation with somebody older than your grandfather, right? And uh, <laughs> And I, I remember, I, like it was yesterday, uh, we're walking and he's picking up these nails because there's construction in the neighborhood. And um, he stops and he says, hey, you know what? Um, I want you to know that sex with Susan is better now than it's ever been, uh, you know, in our entire life. And I remember having two simultaneous thoughts like, yeah, you know, that's... <laughs> That's gross. I, no, no. Uh, I wanted to bleach my brain. The other one was like, you know, uh, that's bull, man. You know, you know that's bull. And, uh, and, and I just remember thinking like, that's kind of like the marriage, you know, Easter Bunny or Santa Claus. Like we just, this is the myth we uh, perpetuate to those who aren't, don't know any better just yet, you know. But we, we both know, dude, that's not true because I'm 22. I'm in shape, you know. She's hot. We're going to have amazing sex, you know. Much better than you, uh, old man, kind of deal. Is what, that's, what I, that's what I thought. And um, here's, here's, what's really, here's what's fascinating. Um, the, the research would say that the couples with the highest levels of marital satis- or sexual satisfaction are the 50 plus, right? Uh, 50, 55 uh, in there, right? So some of you, like you youngins in here, that's your parents, uh, right? <laughs> and they're, they're, home, they're home alone right now. <laughs> um, and so I, I just thought, I remember at the time going, God, that's crazy, dude. Um, and I've come to, to understand, you know, statistically that's true, but um, that sex is so much more than just this physical act of two people who are at the peak of their uh, physical, um, you know, appearance. And it's a celebration of everything that's gone on in the marriage. It's a celebration and a symbol, God says, of the covenant. It's so much deeper and richer than two uh, young and shaped couples taking their clothes off. And, and if we will invest in the marriage, and the reason those guys with integrity, they weren't messing with me, they weren't lying, had great sex is because they had, they had the best marriage that we knew of, and that's why we sought them out. And so we want to start a lot of times with the act of, and I'm just telling you guys, we want to start with our relationship with God all right, and our marriage. That's where the money is made. And the sex, will, it'll work itself out. And if you can't, we'll, we'll walk with you through any of that, okay? Uh, we're not ashamed of anything you're going through. We're not scared of any of the issues you've got. We'll walk with you, okay? But you, you pursue Christ and you work uh, on your marriage first uh, in order to have a great sex life, okay?